you're listening to How I See It, hosted by Han. You guessed it, that's me. I am here to motivate and inspire you with guests from all different industries and backgrounds. So get ready for personal stories of success, of growth, full of highs and lows, and of course, unapologetic realness. This is How I See It. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. I have Lauren Cheek here in her beautiful apartment. I'm like, thank you. It is gorgeous. We're literally right on the ocean. Yes. Such a vibe. It's my little getaway. Um, Lauren Cheek is the creative director of Forward Female. She's built multiple businesses. She's collaborated alongside tons of huge brands. Forward Female is a business coaching and creative agency. They offer one-on-one coaching, provide a digital space for accountability and community for female entrepreneurs. And it's also a full-service creative agency, right? Yes. You so cool. So, so cool. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you're the creative director at Forward Female. What does that entail? How did you even get there? Like, tell us your story, like, from kind of where you started. Yeah, absolutely. I really dove into um, entrepreneurship and really this whole creative director role through starting multiple businesses myself. So my very first business baby uh, was a creative agency where we did branding, websites, marketing, uh, and a lot of content. So it was kind of in the start of the influencer era. Yeah. Um, I kind of got on the beginning of that wave um, and started helping a lot of individuals build their brand, but then really diving into brands, building their brand um, and saw the power of just how content and how strategy can really help launch a person or a brand into the next level. How did you learn how to do that? Like, did you study in college? Were you always passionate about that? I did, yeah. Okay. So I actually moved down here when I was 17. Okay. Graduated high school early. I knew LA was it. Wow. Um, coming from Seattle and uh, went to FITM downtown, the Fashion cool. Institute Design and Merchandise. Um, and so I studied merchandise product development, which is kind of a little bit of everything as far as the business side, but also the design side. I loved both. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know exactly at what capacity yet. Yeah. And so I wanted to really be able to get a full grasp of all of it and really dive in. And so when I graduated, I picked up a few skills that I was like, okay, I like this. One of them being graphic design and photography. Okay, cool. Um, And so my first job out of college was a graphic designer. Um, and junior editor for a fashion blog. It's so crazy how like the little things after college like that you don't think are going to be a big deal or you don't really know what you're going to do and they like all kind of add up to what you're ultimately supposed to do which for you was to be an entrepreneur and be this creative director. So before I started the agency the woman that I was working for I got to work for multiple companies that she had Um, and it really came full circle once we started Forward Female because she is now actually our third partner and Jay Falk. Um, And she was my very first mentor, really took me under her wing and showed me the ropes and really what it was like actually being an entrepreneur. So I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't really know what the day-to-day looked like and what it was like behind the curtain of actually doing it. She really helped me and kind of helped gear me up to start those businesses. Once I launched Minimalist Movement, I was working with all these brands, like I said, one of them being Bumble. So that is how Priscilla and I came to meet was she was actually working for Warner Brothers at the time full time, but she really kind of felt that desire to do more and really connect people on a deeper level. And so she started working for Bumble, doing a lot of their events here. And um, I met her at her very first event that she hosted. Wow. And it was just this divine timing and divine meeting of our 
our paths crossing and she needed a photographer to help her shoot all of these events and produce them. And so I was helping her with all of that. And it really was this relationship that we built and this bond really of wanting to help women. We were both really, really passionate about that specifically. I love that because going back to you saying that you even had a mentor, like I feel like being a young entrepreneur, it's so important to have people in your life that you can go to and turn to. Like being an entrepreneur, like it is no like joke. No easy feat. It's so hard. It's mentally draining. It's even physically draining because you're literally hustling like crazy like you need the support and that's what I loved when I heard about forward female I thought it was so cool that you were literally a community dedicated to motivating and inspiring women in their entrepreneurial journey and that was kind of the point I was at I had had my business for a couple years up and running successfully and I was growing it and from the outside everyone's like oh you're so successful but internally I was feeling a little burnt out and getting to that point of like, I don't want to do this alone. This is lonely almost. Yeah. Um, even though I was, you know, from the outside successful, quote unquote, but I knew that there had to be more. And so trying to tap into community and really find that um, was kind of a struggle here in LA. There was a lot of this like competition amongst women, a lot mm-hmm. of this like clickiness. Um, and Priscilla and I really bonded off of the idea of, well, why can't we all work together and why can't we all collaborate and complement each other in order to grow faster? Like, why does it have to be this like gatekeeping of secrets and this competition amongst women when we're all, we all have such unique gifts and yeah. that nobody can ever do it the same as you. So why would we ever compete against each other? I love that you said that there's like, I've talked about it with friends too, and other influencers in the community. There's this weird like competition aspect to women there always has been Mm -hmm. in every aspect of life and it's really sad because once you learn to ignore that weird societal I call it old hardwiring yeah like old old hardwiring old programming it's the old last few generations that have put this old programming into our minds saying that you know the American dream is getting married and buying a house and having a kid. Like the American dream is whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And so I I think that that as women have become more like independent and strong and really developed our voice as a community, as a whole, I guess it's women trying to succeed and just seeing what they've already seen as successful instead of breaking that mold. Yeah. And so now I feel like that people are becoming more vulnerable and these conversations are being had a lot more often that that's all changing and shifting yeah and for the better thank god once women realize like that that is an old hardwiring and they start utilizing women Mm -hmm. women are so powerful we're so strong and in numbers we're even stronger and so i think even when you're i mean for me like i'm kind of like alone in my business Mm -hmm. but when you build in a community and you have people who are doing the same thing as you you don't feel as alone absolutely and they genuinely support you and want to see you succeed yeah and it's amazing having your friends and family have your back and support you as well like that's important too but I think specifically being an entrepreneur it's important to be able to tap into a community of other entrepreneurs that get it that understand where you're at and that are going through the same challenges so that you have a safe soundboard to be able to bounce ideas out 
ask questions and really get like supportive feedback instead of, you know, going to somebody who's maybe working a nine to five and doesn't really understand the process. They want to help, but they don't necessarily know how. Totally. And that's what you guys brought through Forward Female, right? It is. Yeah. So cool. So, so cool. So what does that look like? What, what, what does the community look like? So it's really evolved. We started it with an actual physical space pre-pandemic and we were all about bringing people together through events. We had co-working and we did business coaching there. Um, but we were so limited to just Los Angeles and our yeah. kind of little bubble. Um, and when the pandemic started, we really quickly pivoted and we saw that, okay, now that everything's closing, how can we still continue to nurture our community and grow it and support people? And so we really, I think one of our biggest strengths was we really asked and listened um, with our community that we had already built, which was pretty small at the time, but we really appreciated them and really wanted to continue to nurture them and help them. And so the biggest thing we were hearing back from them was that they needed help with the accountability to keep going because yeah. this was uncertain times mm -hmm. and they needed help going digital because a lot of them were in person service based. They didn't even have a website. And so yeah. luckily with my background of already having an agency that was still up and running, it made a lot of sense to be able to kind of merge the worlds and be able to bring the agency into Forward Female. So do you run a lot more of the agency side too for yeah. the company? Yeah, absolutely. So it kind of all plays together and we, we try to be this like one-stop destination to really help female entrepreneurs. Um, and we do help men too. Uh, we do have male clients, <laughs> but we always just say that they have to believe in the mission of bringing women forward equally. So obviously like from your background, moving into forward female, you've obviously been successful in like building businesses, helping women build businesses, especially from a creative side. What do you believe to be like the ingredients from like your side of the field, like the ingredients mm -hmm. to form and build a community and a successful business? Well, I would say, first of all, having a clear goal of what you're trying to accomplish, like a mission, a mission, your vision. And we always say that if you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get to your destination. And a lot of people just say, well, I want to start a business or I want to be quote unquote successful. But we're like, but what does success mean to you specifically? Yeah. And I so totally resonate with that. I feel like the first couple years mm -hmm. of my business, like I, I knew I had a passion, but I was like, well, it's more than that. Like you start with a passion, then you need to figure out your mission. What value are you going to offer people? It's one thing to just come on and like, want to like be successful. Yeah. Like you want your dreams to come true, be successful. That's all great. But like, how are you going to serve people? How are you going to bring yes. value? What's going to bring longevity? Yes, absolutely. There's a great exercise that I always tell people to walk through if you're just starting out. Um, and it's actually a Japanese term. It's called Ikigai. And it's basically broken down into these four interlocking circles and it's what are you good at what does the world need more of what can you get paid for and what are you naturally good at like what naturally comes easy for you oh that's so good and it's a great way to kind of just brain dump out where you're at and what you really like because something that really surprised me was when you ask somebody like well, what makes you happy? They don't really know how to respond because a lot of the times we just kind of are stuck in the doing mm -hmm. and we don't really stop and think about, well, what does really bring me joy and make me happy? And what do I actually want out of my life? We're just in this like functioning mode of getting from one step to the next and we're not really stopping and looking at like the full picture. Yeah. And I feel like you're bringing up two really cool points, which is like a lot of people have settled for like just making money and like not being happy in what they're yeah. doing. 
And I think that's like a really sad reality. I have so many people in my life. I know so many people you hear of so many people who like hate their job. I know and that sucks. And I know that like at some points, maybe you're like doing something you don't like as much to get to where you are, but there's a lot of people that just don't feel encouraged or don't feel motivated enough to actually go for their dreams and try mm-hmm. to do something they love. And I feel like life is so beautiful. God created us to be amazing, beautiful creatures. And yes. if you're just like not using your abilities to like not only further and serve others, but like make yourself happy like it's so shitty what are you doing you're just just wasting time absolutely and I think that a lot of people think that they have to do it's that old hardwiring right it's like they have to do what they're told Mm -hmm. they have to get a good job with benefits and all this stuff but they don't really take the time to stop and I one of my favorite phrases that I've kind of started saying to a lot of our community is power in the pause there's a lot of power in being able to stop and pause yeah and really get clear on your destination really get clear on what you want because like you said life is too short to just be functioning and doing a job that you hate yeah I feel like I had to do that recently honestly mm-hmm. I feel like you as an entrepreneur you have to do that a ton a ton and yeah. like I've just been like I feel like off like business hasn't been mm-hmm. as stable I feel like I've been a little bit like discouraged by like outside things like engagement And so I really had to take this weekend to like sit back and like write out on a piece of paper. Like, what is my mission? Let's get back to my mission. What are the affirmations that I need to really like repeat to myself right now? What are the things like in my control that I can do? I can't control if the economy sucks. I can't control if people don't have a budget, but I can control the content I'm putting out. I can control how I show up. Absolutely. And you can control what you're what value you're bringing to people. And I always like to say, if you're stuck and you're not sure kind of the next steps, step back and say, okay, what problems are out there that I'm trying to solve? How am I going to bring value and support to these people that I'm trying to help to my community, your circle of influence and start there, really go back to like, how can I serve and how can I help others? And I think it, it gives you a good paradigm shift of getting the perspective off yourself and off of the like minute details, because sometimes, you know, the analytics and the data and the followers and all of that will fluctuate. Totally. But it doesn't necessarily reflect anything. It doesn't even necessarily reflect your sales. I just love that we're having this conversation. It's so relevant. I feel like to a lot of people right now, everyone keeps saying like we're in retrograde or something, but things have been yeah. off lately. But I was talking with a friend who owns a marketing company. She was on the pod a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about how like, obviously like me and you are not saying like, you can't think about like money. Like obviously we have to be realistic. We have to pay rent. We have right. to go to the grocery store. But like leading with that is just not smart. Right. I think leading with passion is just... And it, purpose. And purpose. Yeah. It's, it's more mentally <laughs> healthy. It's more authentic. And honestly, it drives in more success when you lead with your passion and your mission and not just like a hunger for wanting to get to the next level. Like I'm a big believer in energy too. And I feel like when you're operating at that level of Mm -hmm. wanting to serve and help and really looking back at your vision and mission versus your sales and numbers, that's important too. That those are their own goals. But we always say like when you're going through your strategy, that your sales and marketing is a totally different kind of division than what you're trying to do the the mission and your why is always going to be the undertone the undercurrent of 
what you're doing why you're doing it yeah but the sales and the metrics are really just numbers that you're trying to achieve along the way it's not the reason why you're doing it, it should never be your driving force totally and I feel like it's a lower frequency if you're operating at that level of that money hungry greedy the scarcity yeah mindset. the scarcity mindset I totally absolutely. agree and I also think it's also harder said than done I think when mm -hmm. you're an entrepreneur like you're so it's so hard to not take things personally especially mm -hmm. when like in my case like it's myself brand mm -hmm. like this brand's based on me and I think I've had to remind myself lately like you got to pull yourself out a little yeah not be, this isn't so personal absolutely I always like to say that there's the helicopter view and then the satellite view right there's like three kind of levels it's like the boots on the ground is your day-to-day -day, what you need to focus on what's coming up immediately the helicopter view is kind of like the next six months to a year of like what's coming up but your satellite view that's your big picture that's the vision that's the mission that's what you're working towards that's what keeps you driven every and day that's what keeps you going yeah to get through the to-do list absolutely <laughs> so kind Kind of going off of that, you've obviously helped so many women create these like dream lives because that's mm -hmm. what this is, right? Like, yeah, forming a mission, like working at your passion, like that's to me what like a dream life is. Mm -hmm. What are your tips? Like, how do you go about motivating women to chase this dream life? First of all, is getting clear on what what is that? Yes, what does a dream life mean to you? Because it's not the same for everyone. It's so unique to you specifically. And I think if you get really clear on what you want, it's not that hard to reverse engineer it from there. But a lot of the times we're just so stuck in like functioning through to, you know, hit that money goal or hit that like, you know, goal we thought was going to make us successful, but we're not focused on like the real end destination. It's kind of more of those like stops along the way. That's so good. I feel like it's, it's simple, but you don't think about the fact that like starting at the end goal, and then being like, okay, then what's the step right before that? What's the step right before that? Yeah, what's the step right it's before that? It's just like working backwards. Yeah. And then and you kind of realize, like, oh, I'm actually like, I'm further not as along far than I thought. As yeah. I thought. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. it's encouraging too. Yeah, absolutely. And one of my favorite books is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Oh, I need to and read that. You really do. It's great. It's like Bible. I tell everyone they have to read it. But uh, one of the great things he says is begin with the end in mind, to really picture your end like your end goal and then you can work your way back and so when I heard that small little phrase that just changed everything for me of like wow okay begin with the end in mind like know where you're trying to get to know that end goal and then you can kind of work backwards and know that you're trying to achieve that every step of the way mm -hmm. and if you're stuck in a spot right now that feels like a rut or feels like you're not where you want to be know that that's not the end destination you maybe are just at a layover yeah yeah. I always think of it as like whenever I'm feeling that like rut feeling or I start like the lies start coming in, mm -hmm. the, imposter the imposter syndrome, syndrome. all of it, the doubt, mm -hmm. the I'm not good enough. Uh -huh. I'm failing. I always try to just like sit in it, like feel it for a second and then remove it because mm -hmm. I feel like I listened to so much Ed Milet too and everything. Mm -hmm. And like just going off of his philosophy, like this road is the road less traveled on. Yeah. Like it's hard. And like the people who don't make it and they don't reach their full potential are the ones that let the lies keep them in yes. a place of no movement. Absolutely. Well, and being an entrepreneur, it's such a mindset game. Yeah. And I always say like, 
feel it and let it go. Like give yourself like a two minute pity party and then get over it. Yeah. Like you can't get hung up on negative feelings because then you're just going to be attracting more negativity to you. Totally. And so I believe like it's okay to go through the struggle and it's okay to really process it and feel it and you should. But don't dramatize it. Don't like lean into it and ramp it up. Don't be like, oh, well, this gives me anxiety and and this and now I'm this and then this. And people really play into their own feelings. And I think if you're just like, okay, I'm going to pause. I'm going to like take a moment and then I'm going to let it go. And a good way that I've found of being able to get through that, because I know it sounds easier said than done, is to really dive into educating yourselves. Let's put on a good audible, put on a good podcast, put on uplifting music start moving your body yeah motion creates emotion and if you're able to shift your not only paradigm but really your energy level and your state of mind you can get past those negative feelings and keep working forward but a lot of the times we we stop ourselves because we get into these little ruts or we're not feeling right or we're feeling a little off and then we're like oh the whole day is ruined it's just going to be a bad day and it's like no just power in the pause like feel the feels feel the feels like feel it and let it go yeah you know I love that I absolutely love that we've said a lot about you know motivation and the mindset behind it which is I feel like the most important part Mm -hmm. is there anything logistical you give um your gals in the female forward about just continuing forth and elevating creatively elevating a business trying to push your business forward what would you recommend for absolutely I mean I it's so custom to where you're at in the journey yeah but I think definitely having the support system to be able to consistently check in with and ask those questions so you're not feeling stuck and you're not feeling that burnout and like you're alone but then really if you want to take it to the next level having somebody that can help you kind of work out that strategy if you're feeling stuck Um, because having somebody like a business coach or somebody that's on your side that can help kind of get you past that rut sometimes can take you to the next level. Like I said, it's so custom to where you're at, but definitely being able to lay it all out and get really, really clear on that vision and goals, but then really the reverse engineering is the strategy. It's the next steps and the steps working up to that goal of what you need to do to hit it, what points you have to check off, and really it kind of all goes hand in hand because as you're doing creating that strategy and building this business you need the support but you mm-hmm. also need like the the mission or i guess really the the hunger to keep it going and i i always say that it's the consistency those are the ones that end up on top is the ones that persevere and a lot of people get really excited in the beginning they're like i want to build a business i want a website i did mm-hmm. this photo shoot and then they, they get kind of stuck because they didn't plan out their full strategy. They just kind of jumped into, you know, the marketing or the posting or totally whatever step that gets them excited, but they didn't necessarily work through their business plan and their financials and laying out how they want their business to run. How are they going to be generating revenue? Um, really getting clear on that too, I think is really powerful. And we, we always say there's a big difference between your sales and your marketing. Yeah. Your marketing is the eyeballs and how you're going to get seen in your exposure and the sales is how you're going to generate revenue. I love that you said that. It's so true because I mean, there's tons and tons of people that come up with amazing ideas. Yes. It's another to actually do it. Yes. Another to actually keep doing it. Launch it. (laughs) 
strategize for it and something my dad always taught me from like a really young age and it actually used to annoy me and I'm just starting to like appreciate it now is like when you make goals for yourself like whether it's quarterly or whether it's just when you're in a rut and we're telling like we're talking about the pause like Mm -hmm. it can't just be like okay well I'm shifting I need to move forward in this way I'm gonna do this like that's not a strategy. You have right. to actually dive into like right. how are you going to do it? What right. are the actual steps? Because right. that's what keeps you accountable and Ab- writing it down. Yes, absolutely. I think it's so easy to um, create these broad goals, right? Yeah. That are like I'm going to create a brand. Like, okay, yeah. what is that And they that may not mean? seem broad. Right. But then when someone's like, well, how? You're right. like, oh shit, wait, I didn't even think about that. I just right. was determined, which is awesome. Right. But like you need actual steps. Like Absolutely. I want to grow 10,000 followers this year. Right. Um, okay, cool. How are you going to do that? I'm just going to consistently post. Well, how are you going to do that? Exactly. If you keep asking yourself how, then you kind of break it down. You're like, okay, well, I want to grow this by creating this strategy. Maybe it's, I'm going to host an in-person event and get people to sign up for my newsletter, whatever it is. It's getting that specific strategy of what you're trying to accomplish. And I think that, yeah, a lot of the times people just kind of plow forward. And I think that's, like I said, having a business coach or somebody who's already been through the process or even just a mentor can really help you get that clarity because we don't know what we don't know. And if this is your first time starting a business, don't feel bad if you don't know it all because nobody does. Yes. Everyone is faking it till they make it. Absolutely. I feel like that's become cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Like everyone is just trying to figure it out. You see people that are like the ultimate success and they're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Just remaining authentic about that, but also giving yourself grace with that. We're human. I feel like we tend to dehumanize um, entrepreneurship and stuff a lot just because of social media or because of false expectations we have on ourselves. Everyone is on their own journey and everyone is just trying to figure it out. And I think also that this misconception of asking for help means weakness, which absolutely doesn't. Yeah. And I think that there's actually a lot of power in being able to reach out and ask for help and get the kind of support that you need. And whether that's a community or a coach or a mentor or whatever stage and level you're at, it's being able to say, okay, I I need help to grow in this way or I need help to get clarity even on what steps to take or how to scale this or how to start it, right? Everyone's at such a different place in their journey. And I think that you see the highlight reels on Instagram of everyone killing it quote yeah unquote. and then you're like oh well why am I not at that place why am I not getting these brand deals why am I not getting that and it's like well because you need to get really clear on you you wanting that and then work backwards of saying okay I need to start here and taking one step at a time but like you said giving yourself that grace to take those steps yeah. they didn't just jump from where you are now to that success point there was a lot of steps that you didn't see behind the curtain that had to happen to get there totally and comparison is the thief of all joy on top of that so like yes take the steps do everything we're saying but maybe you have and you're just watching online and comparing your journey and its speed to someone else's Mm -hmm. we all do it like I'm not above it I've noticed that especially when you're in the creative field especially when you're in social media or marketing like it's very easy to compare your journey to someone else's Mm -hmm. that you may not even know clearly like I keep it really authentic and real on social media and there's still a level of like 
business and hustle that people don't see. There's Absolutely. a level of rejection that people mm-hmm. don't see. And I think remembering that is so important because yep. if you just continue to watch other people, you're just going to get yourself into a rut. And you're going to lose the race, right? It's like yeah. this marathon. If you're looking around at all the other runners, you're just going to slow yourself down. They're going to go right past you. Yeah. If you're focused ahead and doing it your way with your special, unique talent that only you can bring to the table, that's how you're going to always be ahead of the competition. Yeah. And they'll be looking at you because I have found that nowadays it's so easy to like kind of say, oh, well, this person's doing this and I'm going to do that, which is fine. I think there's a beauty and there's a, a great element to modeling people and yes. finding people that are already successful doing what you want to do. I think it's a great strategy. I'm a strong believer in that. I like, am too. Hang around people who are smarter than you, Definitely. copy people who are smarter than you, but well, Remain I always authentic. say model, right? Model. Because it's like if you're copying, then you're trying to replicate. Yeah, you. But if you're modeling model. what works, it's like taking those elements that apply to you. And it can be from like multiple people. But that's where you really are able to kind of get your power because you're like, okay, this person's doing this really well. And I could also apply this, this and this. I always tell people like, or especially in the creative space, like whenever you're in a rut, look to someone you look up to, look to someone who has mm-hmm. similar vibe as you, see what's working for them mm-hmm. and see how you can apply it to what you do. You can't lose that authenticity. It's the only value you have. No one can be you. Yeah. And that's what you bring to a self brand. And there's never too many mm-hmm. authentic people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, well, and no one can do it like you, right? It's like the Starbucks example. If Starbucks would have thought that when they were starting, they would have been like, well, there's a million other coffee shops. Like, why should we start a coffee shop? But they knew that they were going to build their brand so unique and so specific and so consistent that any Starbucks that you even drive by are like, oh, that's a Starbucks. You just instantly know because they have done such a good job branding themselves and leaning into their own uniqueness. When they started at the time, it wasn't really a big thing to start coffee shops that allowed people to come in and sit down and work and that felt very loungy and comfortable. And so they really played into that and made it this atmosphere, this vibe. And I think as you're building your brand, as you're building your business, you should keep that in mind. Like, what is your vibe and brand and who are you attracting? And think of it like reversed way of what are they seeing you as? How are they seeing you represent yourself? And how can you consistently keep showing up like that and playing into your uniqueness? Because that's your gift. No one else is you. I love that you said that. I feel like mission, all going back to mission and consistency, but on a deeper level, now that we're getting into like logistical, like tips for just building a smart and great brand Mm -hmm. I think like picking things that you know you want to be a part of your brand based on your mission Mm -hmm. and like just like overdoing it Mm -hmm. like for me I knew I wanted the idea of being unapologetic to be a part of my brand like I just loved the idea of like authenticity to the point of just being like unapologetically you and so I refused that word like all the time I put it on all my branding I put it Mm -hmm. on everything and it finally stuck I feel like people like now associate the word or like I love blazers absolutely love them put a little like joke about always wearing them in my bio and now when I wear them all the time people are like oh yeah like you're the blazer girl or whatever I love that if you can find little things in whether it's when you start a business or a self-brand or whatever you're doing that you want to carry through the entire time like overdo it sell those things yeah absolutely well let people know and I think it almost ties into your like your real branding and tagline and all of that because if you can consistently show up in the same way even the subtle things of your color 
colors, your fonts, all of that, if you can consistently show up in that way, people will start to recognize you. Yeah. But if you just do it one time or you just like, you know, shout out blazers one time, no one's going to remember you as the blazer girl because they're like, oh, well, you know, it kind of just blends in. But if you consistently are promoting that specific thing, people will get to kind of know your quirks. And for you, I love that you said unapologetic because I've noticed that you've really leaned into that in so many great funnels of being able to share through social media, being able to start a podcast, use your voice and really um, example and show people that you are unapologetic, that you are authentic and showing this and wanting to help create this safe space for other people to feel that way too. Thank you for saying that. So kind. Kind of moving into that, are there any other tips that you think are good, especially like I want to know too, (laughs) for like furthering a community, making Mm -hmm. sure you have trust in a community. Not that it's all about the followers and continuing that, but that's a big part of Mm -hmm. building a brand. Well, I always say definitely, like you said, show up authentically. Don't like you know, go out and meet people and be like, oh, great. Like, I would love to stay connected and then never talk to them again. So fake. It's so... Like, why'd you even say it? Right. It happens so often and it confuses me because I'm like, okay, well, if community is supposed to be your biggest kind of component to having your back and your support system and you're not showing up and supporting them, then why would they come and support you? So Mm -hmm. I always say you have to be authentic, but like, You should be giving more than you receive. I always say, like, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should be listening twice as much as you speak. Like, you should be able to hold space for other people as much as you ask for them to hold space for you. I love that. Especially for me as, like, an influencer from a creative, like, director standpoint. Like, how do you engage a community in your content? You have to really... I mean, first of all, engagement is a huge one of being able, like I said, support your community as much as you want to feel supported. Um, And that's little things, too, of just even going and finding other people in your area and seeing how you can collaborate and support and engage with them. Yeah. um, So that they feel supported by you and they want to show up for you just as much as you showed up for them. I think social media right now is such a huge thing and it's constantly shifting and growing and changing so I always say social media is like a good top layer but if you don't have your branding and your core nailed down no one's gonna be able to like keep up with you if you totally if you're trying to build a community don't just do it on social media because that could get wiped out your account could get hacked anything could happen yeah start to build your own list your own community Um, and there's so many different ways to do that But it's really getting clear on kind of what your goals are and then being able to, I guess, expand and show people that through social, but then also through other so many other funnels. I think people lean into social media almost a little too much to where there's so much more to business and so many more funnels of even just revenue um, that you can utilize to really cultivate that support, that that following, that community. Um, And, you know, it's anything from in-person events to podcasts, being able to speak to people, build those relationships. I love that you said that. I think like multiple streams of income is so important, but Mm -hmm. like relevant ones. Yeah. Like which ones are going to add value? That aren't like totally random. That play into what you're already building, what you're already doing. Yeah. And give your community even more value. Is this going to provide value for your target audience? Is this going to help them? If if that's a no, then it's probably not very aligned. I think speaking into like the conversation we're having about authenticity, like what's going to show more of who you are? 
what's going to bring more of the mission, more of the brand into what you're doing. Cause people love that. Whether mm-hmm. they realize it or not, people are attracted to like authenticity. People yeah. are attracted to people who are passionate about their mission. And they're also from like a social media standpoint, just cause that's what I do. Like people want to see you and yeah. like what like gets you on fire, what your day to day looks like. Mm-hmm. And so even adding that as just like a business owner, mm-hmm. I always like, I have a couple of friends who own a few businesses and they're like, well, how do I, how, how do I grow? It's like, well, show more of yourself, like show yeah. more of your journey. Like what does your day to day look like? People want to support people who are working hard and making them feel good. And that they feel like they know. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why I'll use the Kardashians as a silly example, yeah. but I think they've done it in a really great, great way. I shamelessly love them. I feel they're, like people, I, they're people smart business on them. And no, I know they're smart like, business women. Honestly, I, I love the Kardashians and I respect them because I think they're smart business women. I think I they've really, um, expanded their way that people could get to know them on such a personal level through their show. They're so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that now they've been able to build that brand through their own name and now expand it to so many other ways to where they feel that connected to their customer that for example, like Kylie cosmetics, the girls are like, well, she's wearing it. And I feel like I know her and I trust her. And that's the key, right? Is that Mm -hmm. trust within the relationship. Um, so I'm going to do what she's kind of doing because I know that it works for her. And so I want to try that too. Yeah. Cause people forget like, of, like, I feel like a lot of people's argument against the Kardashians is like, oh, well like they got famous because of this and that and whatever, but it's like, they could have stopped there. Absolutely. Like, they could have just stopped and like, you know, they would have been rich and famous and been set for life. It would have been fine. But like they have elevated on a whole nother level because they continued to push forward. Well, and they're consistent, right? Yeah. They do only things that are within their their branding realm you know you aren't gonna see kim kardashian doing like a rock climbing ad like you know what i mean like she's in her realm and she's built this like cult following to where people know her for these specific things and i think it's the same with any brand or business that you start to build this um I, I guess I'll say reputation of like what you put out there and what you're promoting and what you believe in and that mission. And people will get to know you for that. Like you use the examples of the blazers for you. Yeah. And you know, one day you could have a blazer line, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, it's yes, totally aligned. I think it's like being able to lean in first of what your gifts and uniqueness is. And then you say, okay, it, once you consistently are doing it, then you're able to give people kind of a taste of that through your brand and through your experience. Yeah. And I think that speaks really true to what we were talking about earlier about the big picture and working mm-hmm. your way down. Like yeah. for instance, for me, like I started with my mission and I like kind of like big picture looked at like, what are my dreams? My mm-hmm. dreams are to have a successful business, of course. Yeah. But like, what does that mean? I want right. a podcast. I want a fashion line one day. Mm-hmm. I want a product. I want a book mm-hmm. and I want a charity. Like I can think of these like big picture And all of those things. you can even break down even more. Yes. You, know? you could say like the charity, I want to be able to raise $100,000 for it by the end of the, you know, it's like yeah. getting really clear on those goals. Yeah. Because those are my big goals, mm-hmm. but I know they're not going to happen like this year. Mm-hmm. I always think of ways like what are seeds that I can plant? Absolutely. What are little seeds I can plant yes. in my community? Blazers and being into suits is a big one because I yeah. know that one day I want to start my own line, mm-hmm. but put like planting that seed early is important to me. Unapologetic authenticity. Like that was a big thing I wanted to plant early, not just because of my mission, but because I did know at one point that I wanted to start a podcast and that that was going to be like a big part of it. The storytelling of it all. Like there's little seeds you can plant in your communities of your dreams that will subconsciously resonate with people, therefore leading to a lot of trust and a lot of 
I don't want to say like automatic subscribe, but like when you're telling people how you feel authentically, you're building a brand authentically, and then they continue to trust you. It's just a smart strategy too. And I think that starts with the clarity of what you want. And like you said, being able to start from the very beginning of saying like, okay, begin with the end in mind, right? I want a clothing line one day. I know I'm really passionate about blazers. It's authentic to me. I wear them all the time anyways. This is something that can be a seed that can be planted that as I kind of keep growing my community and my following that I want them to follow along on this journey and this evolution of me getting to that destination they're resonating with you as you're growing it which that is like the key to building real relationships is getting people really invested in what you're doing to where they want to see you succeed and they feel like they're a part of your journey with you we always say you have to lay the foundation in order to build a skyscraper love that and so if you don't have a solid foundation of your branding and who you are and your goals and all of those things you're never going to be able to lay those bricks in the layers to get it to the point that you want to how do you stay like I'm asking for myself too because I think I struggle with this how do you stay like focused and like strategy oriented but not like overdo it to the point where it's overwhelming yeah totally like too many steps absolutely well I mean I think it really breaks down into kind of the daily the monthly the quarterly and the yearly goals okay and for me I'm very visual I like to see it so I have a huge uh pin board up in my office where I will literally pin it out Um, when I am going through those strategy sessions, because for me, if I don't see it visually, I'll maybe miss something and be like, oh, well, I need to, you know, jump into this step before I can get to that step. But I maybe didn't think of when that was going to happen. And so I always say get really clear on kind of when those steps need to happen. But I think that strategy is so specific to each person that sometimes it is good to get outside influence and advice because and that's why having a mentor and a community and even a coach can be so helpful for you because sometimes we don't we miss steps and we don't see it Mm -hmm. and especially when we're first starting we don't know all the steps that need to be taken and so being able to lean into that community and that support I think really helps you kind of also zoom out um, back up to that helicopter and satellite view and get clarity so that you can say okay I know I'm trying to accomplish this. So today, tomorrow, this week, I need to do this. And it gives you those kind of step-by-step kind of to do. So once you apply these strategies, you set up the goals, um, you set up like how long, when, how, how do you go about just your everyday? Do you have certain days dedicated to certain things? Do you have yeah, your schedule absolutely. set up like super intensely? What does that look like for you routine wise? Well, I'm a big morning girl. So I wake up between like five and six and that's kind of my like, um, I guess prepping stage is I like to have a slow morning before everything gets crazy. Me too. I really like, I always say first thing I brain dump out whatever's in my head, anything that's lingering, just anything I need to do that day. And then I go into time slotting it into saying, okay, I know I have a meeting from this time to this time, blah, blah, blah. I have this time open. So I'm going to try to accomplish this for 30 minutes and then this for 30 minutes. And I always try and be realistic with myself, Yeah. but I pick three main things and say, okay, these are like the top three that I have to get done today. And then anything else is just like bonus because I found that if you brain dump out everything, it can get overwhelming at times. Yeah. And so for me, picking out the top three priority to do's, the action items, and then putting it straight into my calendar really helps me stay organized. I feel like I have such a hard time with that sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm doing so many things and I'm wearing yeah. so many hats. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs wear so many hats, especially Absolutely. in the beginning. Yeah. So 
time blocking yes. important i have like that cube thing too have you seen that like that cube oh, timer pomodoro effect it, yeah where little... you can like turn it and like it'll set like 30 minutes and oh then, yeah, like, 15 yeah yeah minutes. that's like, like the pomodoro effect. yeah uh-huh. i just like love having the timer because i feel like it makes me super motivated yeah. but also like kind of gives me a cutoff like right. you can't fuck around like yeah you're like hard stop this is when i need to move on to my next task yeah yeah, yeah. do you have like like mondays are for like socials tuesdays are for this or are you more just like whatever's on the calendar whatever you can fit into the I open? used to but honestly i mean right now i'm running three businesses and so it's kind of i try and divide it into days of like okay i'm gonna work on this so company hard. here but it kind of usually gets blurred. So for me, the biggest thing is waking up early enough to where I don't feel like I'm rushing through my day. Yes, I hate that it's feeling. It's the worst feeling. You just it you bring that energy with you throughout the whole day. And yeah. if you start your day in this like panicked rush of like, oh, I'm go- I'm running late already. And then you didn't like look your best. You didn't get ready. You don't feel your best. And you just bring that with you throughout the day. So for me, my biggest thing is just being able to have my power in the pause moment in the morning yes. first thing and say, okay, I know I have these set things that I have to do. And then let me see what else I can accomplish this day. That's going to, you know, be productive and off my three main to do's. I always like kind of sit and I'm like, Oh, I'm so busy. This sucks. Like, why did I choose this life? But then I know I would be no, so unhappy. No, it's I get to, I get yes. to do this. I chose this life. It's being able to take your power back and really motivate yourself. If, I think if you start playing into like, I always call it the negativity monster, like yep. it will grow. Um, no, totally. And so I always like to, you know, when I get into those funks, like step back and say, I get to do this. I chose to do mm-hmm. this. Like I am choosing every single decision I make. The only thing we have control over is our thoughts, words, and actions. I don't know why people have kind of turned the word gratitude like cliche or overused, but it's not. It's like great gratitude and appreciation. It's a state of mind. And I think it helps you kind of bump back up into that higher frequency and out of, you know, any negativity of like comparison or whatever. When you go into the state of being grateful for what you already have, you're going to start attracting more of that in. Because you're operating at a higher frequency. You're operating at that abundance level of bringing things in versus lack. Was there ever a moment like in your journey now that you are where you are now? Was there ever a moment where you were like, I don't think this is going to work. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, Oh, all the time. I'm like, yes, all the time. Um, and I think that's the, you know, behind the curtain of being an entrepreneur and I have no problem sharing that and being vulnerable, but it kind of is silly to me when people try and act like they have it all together and like they've yeah. had it all together the whole entire time, because yeah. that's just not true for anyone. Yeah. And you welcome know, to life. Welcome to reality. Yeah. <laughs> and you see people that, you know, are mega famous with multi-millions of dollars and even they feel that way Yeah, and they feel the imposter syndrome. And so it's really at every level level and I think it's really like I said a mindset game of being able to constantly kind of check yourself when you get into that and say like okay maybe this didn't work and maybe I quote unquote failed but failure is really just figuring out what doesn't work yeah right and we Mm -hmm. always say fail fast like don't be afraid of it yeah um and I saw Sarah Blakely speak at UCLA no USC so I guess right before pandemic but she was talking about um her whole story and that when she came home every day, a big thing that her dad instilled in her and her uh, siblings was that, what did you fail at today? And if they didn't have anything to come back to them with of what they tried and failed at, he would be upset and disappointed. And so she got that instilled in her young, that failure is a good thing. Failure is just figuring out what doesn't work. 
And love so that. I think it's it's a constant evolution, right? It's personal evolution, but also a business evolution of figuring out what doesn't work and trying to be flexible and pivot gracefully as you go through it. And don't beat yourself up if you figured out what didn't work, yeah. right? It's just saying, okay, well, maybe this is leading me to something that's even better. I love that. And I love that you brought that up. Um, in a past episode, we talked about how failure is only failure if you stop trying. Exactly. And I am a big believer in like just rolling with the punches. And mm-hmm. like you can't have like success. You can't have the viral moment. You can't have the like thing that takes you to the next level if you don't keep getting up and trying new Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Well, and you wouldn't appreciate it because if you were constantly just winning and like all of this great stuff all the time, you would have no contrast, right? Yeah. To really appreciate the struggle that you went through to get to that point. Yeah, I always tell friends and like myself too, when I'm in like a hard patch or a rut or like a mental funk, like think about how amazing it's going to be when you can look back from the place of your dreams and your highest self mm-hmm. being like, oh my gosh, like remember when I doubted myself, remember when I almost gave up, yeah. remember when I failed at that and it lead me, led me to this and yes. I would have never got to this if I didn't do that. Like people oversee it, but they don't believe it. Well, the problem with cliche things is that people hear it all the time, but they don't apply it. Yes. They don't live it out. They don't. Yeah. They aren't living it. And so I think a good way to get out of ruts when you're in that stage too, is look backwards and look at all of the accomplishments that you have done and everything that you have gone through already to get to the point you are now. And I think that goes back to us talking about giving yourself grace. Yes, definitely. Um, what are some things you do to just get back into the creative? Like maybe you're feeling a little creatively off, Mm -hmm. maybe like you're uninspired. What are some things you do? Something I've been doing lately, honestly, is I'll just put on music and like dance around my house. If I'm like feeling a funk or just because, you know, sometimes you wake up and you're not feeling it, you're not motivated. I try and move my body. I'll go for a walk, go for a run, or I'll literally just like dance around my apartment by myself. I love that. Um, because I feel like when you start to change your state and start to move your body, it really does shift your feelings and motion creates emotion. And when you're you're feeling that like I don't know, bad vibe, whatever you want to call it. I think being able to have tools in your toolkit that you know work for you, right? So like dancing around the house works for me, but it might not work for you. And so it's like knowing what works for you specifically. People don't realize as like an entrepreneur, um, how much you need to know yourself. Oh my gosh. How much you need to get so, (laughs) oh my God, I love that. She's showing a tattoo on her back that says know know thyself. This was was divine. I know. (laughs) Um, No, but like you need to know yourself. You need to know how to pull yourself up you need to know these things about yourself mm-hmm. to like get yourself to the next level Absolutely. for me like I know that like I have my imaginary toolbox like mm-hmm. on hand I if I like know that if I don't wake up early and get in my routine yeah. I'm gonna be in a funk I Absolutely. know that if I'm not in my devotionals and my affirmations that mm-hmm. I'm going to be in a funk yeah like, you need to be able to know yourself to a point of where you can motivate yourself in the times that you don't have the people around you this was such a good conversation I know Thank I'm you. like I feel like we could probably talk about this we all really day. could <laughs> uh, I'm like we'll have to have our own little <laughs> session um so at the end of every episode I ask um every guest like how do you see it now that you've been through your journey from the beginning to now where you are there's going to be way more to come yeah I guess I see it that we really have the power to create the lives that we want it's just getting the clarity on figuring out what that is and clarity brings power and if you can step into your power or take your own power back and really amplify your own light you're going to feel so much more fulfilled and happy and you're going to be able to accomplish those goals but the only one that can hold you back is you 
mic drop ditto (laughs) thank you so much i appreciate it thank you for having me this is so fun thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed the episode and i hope you leave here feeling motivated and inspired do not forget to rate and review the pod on apple Podcasts and spotify and don't forget to follow how i see it pod so you can keep up with podcast updates and see who's coming on next and if you're not already come join the fam and follow at how hand sees it thank you guys